What's up, everybody? Jim and Chris here with the latest episode of Keeping It Real, the IGN Movies podcast. Um, doing it a little, little early this week, so it's a little early. The podcast, the curse of the podcast, will likely strike. But hey, oh, yeah. these things happen. We'll know the title of episode nine. Episode nine, everything. <laughs> there'll be a new bond. We'll yeah. get to all that. Actually, I do have a couple of questions for you on that. So let's just jump into a a big fat rumor that fell this week about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Yep. Uh, and the rumor, uh, I believe it was from Heroic Hollywood, claiming that uh, Warner Brothers is so keen on Ben Affleck's Batman that they want more Batman in the movie and less Superman. What say you, Chris Carl? I got a fever. The only <laughs> prescription is more Batman. Um, I think, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I feel like the studio note when Batman is in a movie is always going to be more Batman yeah. because people love Batman so much. Um, the weird, interesting thing about this is this is a true sequel to Man of Steel, yet yeah. Man of Steel is being sidelined Well, a they're bit. saying, you know, Perhaps. now they're backpedaling. It's not really a Man of Steel sequel. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Just, well, yeah. Because you know, there were rumors, oh, maybe oh, they'll true. get George Miller to direct. Now, as far as we know, like there's no, Man of Steel 2 is just kind of, percolating Vapor. somewhere Vapor yeah um i mean i it is just a rumor i kind of believe it but you know as much as batman is the more popular of the characters i would also say he's just more dramatically compelling in some ways yeah. and um frankly and i don't mean this necessarily as a knock at henry cavill but you know i saw a man from uncle and it mm -hmm. was a box office disappointment and he was really wooden in it yeah, and like I, I just uh, he, him and Army Hammer had no real chemistry together. So yeah. maybe they're looking at it, and it's like he's just not popping the way Batman is. Yeah, and we've talked about it a thousand times in here. I liked Man of Steel. I thought yeah, Henry Cavill was was good in it. I thought uh, I just he was wanted more of that his smile, more of that more charm, warmth. Yeah, yeah. he. I, I feel like he does cut a very sort of heroic presence, and and he's a good Superman. But I can see where. When you have somebody with, I mean, Ben Affleck, I think, has a lot of charisma. And I, I think this, you're right, the character's a little bit more dramatic. Um, I also just feel like the tension is going to be with the Batman character. Yeah. It's like, what, Superman kind of like trashed the city, and he's got to <laughs> account for that. But but it's it's like, who was affected by that? And, yeah. and they might have a little bit more fire in their Well, and also, yeah, I mean, Batman is just going to be a more active character. Yeah. You know, he is going after something where Superman is like, hey, look. Sorry about all that. They showed up on the planet. <laughs> I had to take them down. Sorry about all that jazz. Also, I kind of feel like Superman could just kind of hold Batman like this, like yeah, your little kid like, brother. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on, buddy. <laughs> come on, try um, to hit me. Come you try know, there's me. also, uh, you know, the the you know Michael Shannon backpedaling on the whole Zod has flippers thing. Which, it was such what? a weird comment in the first place, but it was like so specific and weird enough that I think that's what threw everybody. Yeah. Like, you're like. Well, we know, I mean, he's in the trailer, so right. whether or not they use just like a, a cast from when they were doing uh, effects or whatever in the first movie, and that's not actually him reprising the role, but like Zod is in the movie, so, yeah. um, but I think the fact that he, he said <laughs> the thing about the flippers, we're all like, wait a minute, is he doomsday then? Yeah. Did they, like, it's like a weird, it's going to be like a weird double troll when it comes back <laughs> and, he, and he does have flippers. Yeah. And be like, ah, oh, so, I got you guys. So definitely less... Zod, less, yeah, way less Zod and less Superman, less um, flippers. But do you think then? I mean, 
they do sound like they're Warner Brothers sounds like they're they are increasingly betting on Affleck. Well, I was going to say the the other the really interesting aspect of this is we heard that rumor back around Comic-Con that Jeff Johns and Affleck are con collaborating to make this standalone Batman movie. And that what, Affleck would direct it. And what this sounds like exactly is that he is, that's probably going to get fast-tracked. I think yeah. we'll see that movie sooner rather than later. And no. you know, they have to do that because Ben Affleck is not like, He's, he's not, it's not like he's like 28 years old at this point. He's in his 40s. And yeah, and he's, he's got a lot of, look, he's got a lot of things he's trying to get done. He's yeah. got, you know, all these uh, movies he's trying to direct. He's trying to do uh, uh, Live By Night, um, uh, this gangster period thing that he's, you know, apparently he's going to squeeze in. Because you can squeeze right. in directing a movie in between <laughs> running around in your bat suit. You ah, know? Joss Whedon did it. Yeah, let's just, <laughs> yeah. let's just squeeze it in. It's let's cool. throw it in there. I think it's uh, I think it's actually like um, for directors sometimes it's really necessary to do almost like a palate cleanser yeah. where it's like oh man I'm in this big like huge 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 movie and I've got to step back and be like oh I want to do something more yeah. personal. Put on a fedora, play some jazz, <laughs> old timey. Well, it's kind of like Guillermo del Toro's path. You know, he'll do yeah. the big blockbuster and then he'll do the smaller movie and I always like the smaller movies yeah but um but I think he needs it you know I think you need to reset your mind and do something that's a little more achievable well we want to know what what do you guys think about more Batman and possibly less Superman and the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice movie um, sounds like uh, a little more justice, a little less dong. <laughs> and I said dong again. You did, you did. I can't say the word dong. <laughs> but we oh, want to know cool. what you guys think. <clears throat> Let us know in the comments. Uh, one more thing DC related I would like to uh, touch upon here. Rumors about the Wonder Woman movie that, you know, some timeline rumors. So again, rumors. And I don't think it's necessarily spoilers, but that the first half of the movie. By the time the trailer comes out, there's not going to be any spoiler to this. God knows, like you could say that actually about Civil War at this <laughs> right. point. Like yeah. I feel like there's just too much stuff getting out about it. But the Wonder Woman movie, uh, uh, the first part of it will be set in World War One, according to Horror Hollywood, and then the latter half of it would be set in modern day. Hmm. And there had been rumors earlier that it was going to be, um, like the first movie would be a period film, like a World War II one, and right. then it goes forward and forward. Uh, but apparently they're gonna just, <clears throat> sorry, do one part of it uh, period and one part of it uh, modern day. So it sounds kind of like they're trying to do a hybrid Captain America yeah. movie. You know? I was obviously gonna say that. There's like so many parallels there. Yeah. Um, Except you know, World War One is an is a different sort of interesting time to play yeah. in because World War I feel like World War Two just gets done over and over and over yeah. again. And World War One is always like that thing where it's you know th there's less movies out there about it, and I think it's an interesting time for her. What do you think they're going to do with Chris Pine in that case? How how well how it would be interesting if he is uh, you know it, it, since he's uh, Steve Trevor, is he a World War One yeah. soldier who somehow gets pulled into the present, or like th that would be way too Captain America, right? Or maybe he doesn't show up, and he's very contemporary. I don't know if I'd buy him in a period yeah, film. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. You know, he's I, got that very modern American kind of guy thing. You know? I think they have to. <clears throat> I think they have to get to the present, you know, because yeah. of. 
Dawn of Justice and because of Justice yeah. League and all those things, I think they have to. And so maybe it might be something where it's not like Captain America, which was thoroughly set in World War yeah. II. It was like pretty much three, not even three quarters. It was like maybe the villain 15, is somehow tied of that movie. with World War One. Yeah. I mean, World War One definitely set up a lot of how the world is now and the partitioning of different <clears throat> yeah. places throughout Europe and everything, and just sort of you know, it obviously bled into literally bled into World War II. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see, like, if, if she's she's a, uh, a goddess, she's been around, she's seen all this stuff, right. and now she's seeing the same pattern happen again. It could be it could be an interesting commentary, you know? Yeah. Uh, kind of curious what you guys think. Let us know what you think about these here Wonder Woman rumors. Now, we mentioned Captain America there a couple of times. Chris Evans. Two tree. Two tree, two tree <laughs> times. Uh, Chris Evans wants to keep playing Captain America, he says. Yeah. Uh, I believe he told Collider that, you know, if Marvel wants him, he'll stick around. You know, now that he's probably getting paid more, so it's like kind of, you know, and he's, Cap has become, you know, more than I think anybody expected, this sort of audience hook. In yeah. a lot of ways, like, as cool as Iron Man is, there's a reason why he's kind of getting set up to be the antagonist in Civil War, you know? It's yeah. like, Cap is the guy. Even in Ultron a little bit. Yeah. Like, even in Ultron, he was kind of like, oh, your ego is kind of ruining the world at this yeah. point, you know? Yeah. He's used to that, though, yeah, I think, at this true. point. Uh, what do you think about, uh, you know, I, I think we had all kind of assumed that Cap was toast in <laughs> yeah, Civil War. Yeah. It's sounding more and more like, no, nah, he's going to be around. Well, two things possibility here, right? Number mm -hmm. one, this is a big smoke screen for that. Yeah. Um, number two... They, it behooves Marvel to keep him around. I behooves, think. he says. It behooves Marvel to keep them around because, you know, he he is that draw. Yeah. And um, I do think it would be kind of interesting. I know this is because I've been kind of assuming he was going to die and Winter Soldier was going to take over. It would be kind of interesting to explore their relationship for a movie or two. I mean, yeah. it's definitely going to get talked about in Civil War because that's obviously the follow-up to all the events that happened with Winter Soldier in the, yeah. in the previous movie. But now you, you get. Uh, you, you get a whole movie to watch that dynamic, and right. then if they continue further, then you know they could be on the Avengers together. They essentially, will be on the Avengers. Together. Yeah, in Civil War. Um, now, I, I have a hunch, and I know there are rumors out there about a character that dies, but uh, I would prefer not to know. Although I'm sure somebody will spoil it for mm -hmm. me. Um, but uh, my, I wonder if they won't kind of turn on its head. What if Iron Man dies in Civil War, yeah. or even like somebody like Black Widow, who is I could see that bring stopping the fighting there, like the character that everyone loved. I don't mean romantically, but like well, she was every, well, yeah, but she was everyone's uh, like <clears throat> buddy basically. Right. And like if she takes one like for the team, and, and basically like she's the one who dies. I could see that kind of galvanizing them. And it'd be a yeah. reverse Colson. She actually does die and doesn't just like, you know, come back thanks to Chitari Tech. A whatever. reverse Colson sounds like a diving maneuver. Like, <laughs> call Greg or, Luganus. <laughs> or like a wrestling thing, like, you know. <laughs> oh, you got him in the reverse Colson. That's never pleasant. <laughs> oh, that one's gonna hurt. <laughs> you know, uh, it's actually a great segue though. Oh yeah? Talking about reverse the Coulson. reverse Colson. Um, <laughs> They're, they're rebooting Roadhouse. Oh, no. And you know what we oh, found no. out? Ronda Rousey apparently reportedly in talks to Star. I mean... I think that is awesome. That's the <laughs> only way I would want to see uh, 
a Roadhouse reboot is you come up with this fresh take and they think she's actually perfect. For yeah. Them, you know? I hope she's just as, I, I, I hope her, her hair is just as quaffed, I hope. Yeah, she I is can see just, her rocking that. I hope you know? she is just like the epitome of, uh, yeah. of, of that character. Yeah, she better still be named Dalton. Too, yeah, exactly. You know? But I, I could totally see. I, I want I want the following things for that movie. I want somebody's throat ripped out. <laughs> okay, she then do that. I want a monster truck in that movie. <laughs> um, Probably happened. Okay, I, I don't know. I mean, who who who, who could is be the, the Sam who is the singer in the in the bar? Is it? Uh, I forgot. I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, Boss gags. I don't know. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> it's the guy with the slide guitar. I can't remember. Charlie um, Daniels? No, no. Oh. Uh, somebody's gonna tell me in the comments. I'm gonna feel Ray real Vaughan. stupid. No, no. no. Okay. No, Jeff Healy? I don't know. Um, well, I mean, who who could be uh, who could be the new Sam Elliott? There were some. Uh, Sam Elliott could be the new Sam Elliott. <laughs> they were saying there were Wait. some people joking that Sigourney Weaver should be it, but I don't know. Sam Elliott could be. No, he couldn't. No. I, w- I want to see like uh, I don't know. You'd have to get somebody. Uh, what about Force Ghost Sam Elliott? Force Ghost Sam Elliott. <laughs> what if he just kind of like? That's going to be my my sci-fi country <laughs> band, Force Ghost Sam Elliott. What if he just kind of like? You know, keeps it real for everybody. Force goes. Well, we're keeping it real for everybody right now. Oh, segue. That's my butter. That's my butter. (laughs) I haven't said Uh, that in so many weeks. Speaking of speaking of Sam's, Sam Smith, the singer, going to be singing the uh, the. We're never going to get his theme songs. He's been he's been pitching theme songs since Quantum of Solace. I know it's never. Do your Quantum. Let's do the greatest hits now. Quantum of Solace. Available for the low, low price of $19.99 on three albums. And, and you also had Skyfall. Yeah, Skyfall, 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 Skyfall. But it's we'll never get Spectre. No, we won't. We won't. Spectre. Everybody, Spectre. This is now the most annoying this. segment ever is, in history. Well, I mean, Sam Smith, I think, is an interesting pick because I believe he's going to be the first British male to sing a Bond theme song since uh, Tom Jones. From wow. Thunderball. Wow, that's um, and. You know, so his song is called The Writings on the Wall, which I'm surprised you couldn't work Spectre into a... You did. I did easily. And you're not Sam Smith. No, I'm certainly not. not, Certainly not. Uh, And I uh, have the bank account to prove it. (laughs) And then uh, there's some other rumors that uh, Spectre could be the longest Bond movie yet. Wow. We'd said that about Skyfall. Some of them are long, man. And they are. Like, when they show them on, like, TBS and stuff, they're, like, three and a half hours. It's, like, gone (laughs) with the wind level length. Like, you're in for the day. Yeah. But this one is apparently running at 160 minutes, two hours and wow. 40 minutes. Wow. And look, I'm a huge Bond fan, wow. but seriously, dude. Two hours and 20 minutes, right? No. It's two hours and Wait, 40. oh, you said 160. Yeah, 160. I'm sitting here like doing math in my head. That's never do that, kids. Just use your Don't do phone. that. Don't do <laughs> That's why they invented the calculator. Don't learn how to do actual math, people. You, hear, <laughs> you heard it here first. The, uh, and then Daniel Craig has been doing uh, interviews uh, for Spectre, it's coming up. It opens uh, late October in the UK and then uh, early November here in the States. And he's honestly doesn't know if he wants to do another one. He said he can't imagine doing another one, but he doesn't know. And it doesn't sound like he's just doing the usual sort of like, oh, I'm just being coy. Like, yeah. like, this is his fourth one. And he said he has a life. He wants to get back to it. Yeah. Um, he, he mentioned that he has other things that he wants yeah. to accomplish in the world. So that, of course, has got ev- all the tongues wagging. And obviously there was a, um, a lot of backlash over Bond author's comments about Idris Alba being too street to play Bond, which is ridiculous. But 
in that guy's, not in, in his defense, but to, to qualify what he was saying, he also mentioned uh, uh, um, Adrian Lester as Bond, who's also mm -hmm. a black actor, but I feel like Adrian Lester, if you guys don't know, he was on that show Hustle. Oh, yeah. He was in Primary Colors. He's too smushy. Like he's, <laughs> he's too smushy. You no, know, he is. He's like, he's, he's too nice to play. Like, you gotta believe, and this is why I think Idris Elba would be actually a great next Bond, uh, is that he, um, you gotta believe this is a guy men wanna be and women wanna do. Mm -hmm. Idris has that. <laughs> Adrian Lester, no offense, Adrian, but you don't really have that. Um, I saw Tom Hardy in Legend, and. Next week, we'll be interviewing <laughs> him on this podcast. <laughs> um, Tom Hardy is actually, you know, I guess he's the leading some betters pool about, uh, about being Bond, and I saw him <clears throat> in his new movie, Legend, last night, and there's a scene. He's in a tux. He's actually in a tuxedo quite a bit in the movie. But like, yeah. you're looking at him, you're like, yeah, he, he would be great for Bond. He'd have to get his bottom teeth fixed, though. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta cap that stuff. Man. Bond, Bond yeah. doesn't roll like that. Yeah. And I kind of feel like um, Tom Hardy just has too many franchises going right now. Like, well, that especially would be with my, Mad Max. Yeah. That would be my thing with him. And you know, in a, previously they had been talking about Michael Fassbender. Um, he could be interesting, but out there. But I don't want. He's, he's got Assassin's also, Creed. He's also got a lot of franchises yeah, going. X Men and. I, you know, will they ever bring somebody in who just is an unknown and say, hey, here's your bond? I mean, Daniel Craig was essentially, he was a British uh But he had done Layer actor. Cake and he Layer like Cake that. and he was in, yeah, but Layer Cake was, you know, that's like being in like Gangster Number One or something. It was a small British uh, uh, gangster film. It's not yeah. like he had been, the, the closest thing he had done, Craig had done to a franchise thing was uh, Tomb Raider. Mm. Uh, was it Tomb Raider 1 or Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider 1. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, and then there was uh, somebody. Oh, God, oh I Golden this Compass, site. though. He was already Bond when he did that. I really? Think. I think so, yeah. There was overlap? Yeah. Ah. I think he had just done hmm. Casino Royale and did well, that. Well, there one. you go. Uh, but somebody, I, I forget the site, but they had mentioned what about Natalie Dormer as a female James Bond? I'm like, I kind of like that. I just feel like that, like, I don't. I personally, I just want Bond to, I don't, I feel like it changes the dynamic of Bond for, to, you know, just put a, put a cap on it. It's kind of like, he is, well, first of all, he is he, you know, <laughs> like Bond, it, it will always be a man to me. And I guess that's, everybody's got like different, like, hey, yeah. this is my thing and this yeah. is the thing I want to stick to. Um, I don't mind Idris Elba as Bond. I think he would be. You know, I think he's got all the elements, like you said. I think he's like. I think the super only thing suave, he has working against him is his age, because well, he'll be almost fifty by that point, and that's kind of and Daniel usually Craig when they too. hang it up. Yeah, I mean, like he really like you know, in it takes a long time to make these movies, yeah. and you know, like I can understand why he wouldn't want to keep doing them. Yeah, it seems pretty grueling. Well, it's just like the same reason why Jackman doesn't want to keep doing Wolverine. I mean. You're like really having to sculpt your body. So it's like a 24 hour, seven day a week, you know, yep. every day of the year kind of job. And then beyond that, like, it's not like you're doing some mumblecore movie. Um, <laughs> you're, you're James Bond. So everybody on earth wants to talk to you about being James Bond, not only during the James Bond junket and all the press that happens internationally, but every other time they see you in your life. Even, yeah, even after you're done with it. Like yeah. Pierce Brosnan is still getting asked about Bond. It's like you're the president. Um, and you're being asked about your foreign policy from 1970. You know? <laughs> um, well, we're kind of curious, kind of, who you guys would like to see play Bond uh, once Daniel Craig steps aside. 
Um, let us know. If you have any really interesting kind of off offbeat suggestions, I'd love to hear them. Chris would love to hear them. Nicholas Cage, do it. <laughs> so let us know in the comments. Um, let's see. We have uh, one little news item. It's really nothing much to say about it except that the next Christopher Nolan feature film he directed a... Uh, documentary about the Quay brothers, these animators, but his next actual feature film uh, has been announced as coming out July 21st, 2017. Hmm. It's the same summer as the uh, Marvel Spider-Man reboot. Um, so obviously it's probably, go probably going to be another big genre movie. Wow. What, what, uh, what I don't know. What do you think it's going to be about? Is it another science fiction movie, maybe? Or you know, it just popped into my head because we're talking about genre movies. I'd love to see him do something fantasy, actually. Yeah. I don't think he will necessarily, but yeah. I think sci-fi is more his, uh, more his cup of tea, more his bag, baby. <laughs> I had oh, to slip into Austin awesome Powers. <laughs> That's for you guys. He's also, uh, I mean, for years he was trying to do a. Um, Howard Hughes movie with Jim Carrey, and that right. fell apart when Scorsese did The Aviator. So, which I love. Uh, did you like that movie? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it'll be curious to see, you know, what he ends up doing. Um, I, I don't know. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping he would scale it back and do something a little more smaller and personal. Mm. But it does sound like he's doing another big sort of tentpole movie. You know? I love the prestige. Yeah, I thought, I thought you know, a movie of like that size and yeah. scope would be kind of nice. Intimacy of the characters and yeah. the relationships. I'd like to see him do that more because that was that was the thing I missed about um, Interstellar. And they were trying to do it with the father daughter stuff, but like you know, he his his best stuff is when it's an interaction between characters. You know, and it's like yeah. his spectacle can be fine and all that, but I, I want to see him kind of get back to yeah. what he did best. You My know? main thing with Interstellar is it just felt like kind of too neat of a package. Mm. And I think sometimes filmmakers get into this, and it's really creators in general get into this mindset, like, I've got to tie up all the loose ends. Yeah. But that's kind of, and, and, and you know, he did that well in Memento, but I still felt Memento was still just like a little ragged It's a one-man story, though, basically. It's all yeah. about just getting the Guy Pierce character from where you need, when you have literally timelines that, you know, right. <laughs> parallel dimensions and all this crap, you know, it's a crap. I'm, I didn't mean that disparagingly. <laughs> Time is a bunch of crap. <laughs> dimensions for <laughs> fools. Um, so yeah, I just felt like it was a, it, it was just too, too messy. Reality, bah. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's uh, speaking about uh, crap, uh, uh -oh. The Transformers movie. Oh, oh sorry. Sad, sad, so sad some some rumblings about Transformers Five. Apparently, uh, a voice actor let it slip. Whoops. Um, that Transformers Five, because you know they're doing <laughs> the uh, the sh kind of the expanded Transformers universe with spinoffs and all that. Michael yeah. Bay is doing a fifth one. That Transformers Five will have dual storylines. Mm. Uh, Dark Horizons. Or this. dueling storylines. Or dueling storylines. <laughs> One of them will follow Mark Wahlberg's character, Cade Yeager, <laughs> and the Dinobots and their, their oh. pals. Mm -hmm. And then the other one will see, wait for this, Optimus Prime going into space and encountering, finally, Unicron. Oh, I thought you were going to say going into China and sampling things from all of their brands. <laughs> yes, yes, yet another this, trip to China. These are delicious noodles. <laughs> I could really use this lovely new laptop. I love this Chinese-made car. <laughs> um, but Unicron, now he's, he's a villain that they have been, you know, holding back on using because 
It's a giant planet, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's big. It's, it's, it's big once line. you go there, it's yeah. kind of tough to come back. It's kind of like, you know, Galactus in that way. Like, you know, how do you, how do you pull <laughs> off Unicron? And once you go there, you just have to end the series and reboot it eight years it, later. Pretty much, and then it just dies on the vine. Yeah. You know? Uh, what, how, do you, how do you pull off Unicron? I don't know. I mean, they did it in the Transformers movie, but they didn't have to necessarily, like... It didn't have to look as realistic as it yeah. will have to look in this. I think you just make Unicron, you know, he's called a planet, but you still have to do it to a scale that makes some sense within yeah. the movie. Um, I would so say. More of a moon. More of a moon, yeah. yeah. Moon, it's a space station. Yeah. So kind of do it like a Death <laughs> That's Star? That's no moon. That's yeah, I mean, is is Unicron? Do you basically is the key to doing Unicron is to basically make him the Death Star? But a transforming Death Star. Mm. Did Unicron? Uh, this is terrible because I haven't seen this movie in many. Did he transform Unicron? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Uh, Please th- tell us some if you things know. I'm, I'm sure just, people know. There are so many other little rooms in my mind that information. <laughs> Is, deserves to be yeah. in than that. You, you so that's kind of why I was That like, room in your mind is probably taken No vacancy. Yeah. <laughs> right there. There's Sorry, other, There's other thoughts there. Uh, I've got a recipe in there right now. <laughs> that's right. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bur- uh, making something out of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever um, tried bourbon popsicles? Because I think that should be oh, a thing. Oh, man. No. Right? right? But it's still warm out. I could try it. Do it. I mean, there we go. You know, it's you know, bourbon makes brings the warmth. It does. The uh, hey, Danny Boyle has been doing some press for uh, for his Steve Jobs movie, yes. which apparently is quite good. Heard Michael Fassbender apparently is great, and there uh, early Oscar buzz for Michael Fassbender. Okay, here's from the thing with, with Oscar, Oscar buzz. buzz. Okay, Friday it was Johnny Depp for Black Mass. He's got it. Uh, Saturday, Eddie Redmayne, Danish Girl. Back-to-back Oscars. Saturday, Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs, he's got it in the bag. And then I forget who the hell it was come <laughs> Sunday. It was, oh, oh. Caratop. No, it was somebody else. It was, it was Megatron. not Caratop. It was some, oh, there was somebody else. Oh, God, it went right out of my head. But, yeah, that, you know, so we're, we're already it's getting into that zone of, people talking up who's going to get nominated, and then by the time the nominations roll around, it's pretty much whatever opened in November. Yeah. You know, or December. Yeah, it's like, the, it's the season for that, so yeah. you're, you the know, spin, we're going gonna to gonna, gonna start hearing a lot of that. But anyways, Danny Boyle talking about uh, his next movie is going to finally be the Train Spotting sequel. And he didn't say, he didn't say, I've read um, Train Spotting and I read the sequel book Porno. Mm-hmm. Which actually has Renton and the boys making yeah. making pornos. They're all they're all back. Oh, except for the guy who died. Yeah, so they're all back, but uh, I, we don't know if it's going to be that or <clears throat> if it's going to be uh, a, a sequel, right? It, like, no, it is the same. I thought it was going to be porno. I think, oh, I, I, that's my understanding. But, I miss. Uh, I read it like I, ah, I think you could read the quote two different ways. Ah, and so, like, I don't. Well, really either know. way, they're making the sequel. They're making the sequel. How do you feel about the? Usually, when you have a sequel of something, when they get back together, you know, twenty years later, like the Wall Street sequel or something, yeah. or Tron Legacy, uh, any of those things, where it's it's tough to recapture what made it work the first time so many years later. I mean, Indiana Jones gonna do it, you know? Yeah, I think. Because this story is not one of puppy dogs and roses, <laughs> like it's going, it's crawling babies on ceilings. It's I think it'll be a little easier to replicate it because that you know you still that movie actually has a little bit of like you know for being about heroin, it's about as 
as like chummy and upbeat as you could be. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so like the relationships are like the important thing in that movie. Yeah. And I think as long as they preserve those, um, and as long as they get Begbie right, like Begbie just has to be that guy. Well, they they have to. Uh, Boyle said that you know part of it is just waiting for people's schedules to clear because John and Lee Miller and, and Robert Carlyle are both on American TV series. So yeah. that's I mean that's like they're on what twenty four episode show. So. Yeah, that's your pretty much almost your entire year is spent doing that. I uh, cannot imagine that the Transpotting sequel shooting days are going to extend yeah. <laughs> super long. Though. I, I have a feeling that's about a four-week shoot. Maybe. I think so, too. <laughs> a four- or five-week shoot. You know, I think you could bang that out and, and get back to eating your cornflakes or whatever it is you do. Now, uh, one thing I want to mention before we talk about what's opening up this week is um, uh, producer Adrian Ascaria, who, who we know is a friend of the site and all that jazz, he was on... Uh, our IGN UK uh, fellows um, podcasts and stuff like that. And he was talking about some of the different projects that he's right. working on. Uh, now he's the producer of uh, the two Hitman movies. And, and he was kind of doing just pie in the sky if, if it could all work. You know, doing like a Square Enix shared universe where Just Cause and Hitman could all be kind of huh. part and parcel of the same movie universe. Yeah. And he also like ideally Tomb Raider, but he doesn't control that property, that movie property. Um, and then he also said that the Just Cause movie would borrow more from the storyline for Just Cause 3, which sees the main character going to uh, the, his place of birth, I believe, and, right. and sort of uh, bringing justice home. Bring. <laughs> Dawn of justice. Yeah. So uh -huh. what, what do you think about um, a Square Enix shared universe? Those Just, ones all fit together, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you start. You, if you add other pieces to it, then yeah, probably not. But I think those could fit together. And I don't think you would make it so fully integrated that it would be, you know, would have to be like annoying, you know, yeah, getting yeah. all the pieces together. But like those characters could show up in the, in the other person's movie and I think it would be like a sly wink. Now, if you start getting really, really integrated, I think it's just more of a challenge. You, you know, like yeah. shared universes are, are at, you know, they're, it's, it's kind of like Marvel is doing it, and other people are trying to do it right now, but it's still in its infancy. So it's yeah. about having the right plan, I think. I think that, you know, if you if you look back on it, the first real shared universe would have, been, at least on screen, would have been the Universal Monsters, and they're trying right. they're trying to bring that back now, and they can't seem to quite get that off the ground. But you know, it, and that was a shared they universe. They don't need it, by the but, way, right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're doing all right. What, like three billion or some yeah. something? Uh, but, you know, and that was a shared universe almost kind of just by accident. It's like, well, we own these things. Hey, <laughs> uh, well. we need an idea for a sequel. Uh, Wolfman and Dracula, fine. You know, like, <laughs> just the, the mummy, throw them in there. I don't do we care. have the costumes still? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got about 20 bucks, we can do this. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, shared universe stuff is, it's, it's a lovely idea, but I don't think everything needs to be a shared universe. I think for that particular thing, it's just purely like, let's do some cameos and do some fun stuff around yeah. the edges. But, you know, like, I think if you start trying to make a shared universe work, it just gets tricky. So, like, yeah. you know, have, uh, a have a plan. Well, uh, we have a reader email, and it ties into what's opening up this week, because opening up this weekend, we have... Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, The Visit, yep. which our own Lucy O'Brien gave a, a very positive review. Yeah. He gave it an 8 out of 10. It's a horror comedy. And then also opening up this week uh, is The Perfect Guy, uh, which is sort of like a um, yes, the, the psycho ex-boyfriend <laughs> movie, kind of like oh, a wait. sleeping with the enemy sort uh -oh. of thing like that. Um, no, I'm not. 
And uh, I have not seen that one. And I did actually ask about screenings, and there were no screenings. So, but my huh. my gut feeling is that Perfect Guy will actually be number one. But interesting, I'm not saying that to get box office prognostication. I'm just simply saying I think it might be just more that sort of um, the movie that m there might be a little bit more of an appetite for now. A ground swell. Well, just it's it's a movie that with a more relatable premise. Every person has been in that relationship with somebody who, yeah, might not be crazy, but you just sort of like stop bugging me or whatever, you know? Right. Every, everyone's kind of had something. So I feel like those types of movies generally. They're for the bourbon. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. for the bourbon. That's me. That's why I have only one kid. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Um, but Steve Gale, who I believe we read his email last week. Steve. Steve is now the voice roll, of buddy. the readers. Um, well, he is no fan of M. Night Shyamalan right now. He's, mm. He wrote in, I keep seeing commercials for Shyamalan's latest film, The Visit. With its labored attempts to be all freaky, it looks like he's serving up yet another raspberry and rotten tomato salad. Whoa. That's me putting that kind of spin you just, on it. Yeah, you, just, <laughs> you just read that like, I don't uh, even know. Now, I know this is a fish in a barrel topic, but considering that his best works are at least 15 years behind him, it sure seems like his career consists of way more misses than hits. I gotta ask you guys as insiders, like we're really that insiders, <laughs> as insiders, how is it that he keeps finding work in the film industry? Mind you, we're not even talking about the kind of journeyman work uh, a has-been can get in the system by having his name in a Rolodex. This guy still gets his own projects financed and his name gets plastered all over them like it's a big draw. Are his supposed flops actually profitable? as Wikipedia would lead us to believe. Is he just great at selling himself? Does he have a stash of incriminating photos? Curiously, Steve Gale. Um, I think uh, I think it's a, a number of things. Um, I think he does come up with really interesting premises for projects, and some yeah. of them are successful, some of them aren't. Um, secondly, I don't think he makes super expensive movies, with the, ex mm. with the exception of things like um, you know, Airbender. Airbender. Yeah, like I, that was a more expensive one. Most of his movies aren't crazy expensive they don't have yeah. to make as much money up you film them all in yeah. pennsylvania where it's you know i'm sure you get a better tax incentive possibly and i could be wrong i feel like he does this thing where he's a director for a while and then if like there's too much negativity then he'll go be a producer for a while and he writes and stuff like that and too. that's a lot of folks actually. well he's also that. got uh you know i mean he's his his rebound to get out of movie jail has actually been kind of going on for a while now like he has uh, wayward pines yep. on tv which uh, I believe he's doing okay. Yeah, well received, I'm, I'm not yeah. the TV guy here, yeah. again, so I don't really know. But yeah. it's it's uh, so that kind of started it. Do you think the visit, um, if it if it does well, is he out of movie jail or does he still have a ways to go? I think you know Lucy said in her review that this is his wheelhouse and he should you know uh, th this is where he should set up camp. You know this is yeah. where he should stick to. And and I you know I kind of have felt that way for a while. Like it's interesting to go and explore other genres, but if you're not as successful at them, yeah. um, it's it's cool and fun to return to the thing that you know you get all the beats. It's easier and you get a better result in the end. And yeah. it sounds like this. I'm actually I had the opposite opinion of the trailers from TV. Yeah. I was like intrigued by them. I was like, what is going on in well, this? Well, yeah. Thing? I mean, I, for me, it was it looked a little less like a Shyamalan movie than I'm used to. Right. The fact that it was played more for laughs. But mind you, I mean, horror comedies. 
miss more than they hit, yep, especially commercially. Like, you know, Slither was a very popular movie with fans, but it was not a success. Right. Didn't hurt James Gunn, ultimately. He did go <laughs> on to do Guardians. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, it's you know, horror comedies, uh, and we've done pieces on them in the past. They just, it's a tough sell. People want to know, am I am I going to be scared or am I laughing at this? Or like, what what do you want from me? Zombieland was the one that was pretty much the probably most lucrative of all of them. And it it is so borderline horror. I don't even say it was horror. Yeah, it is pretty much played laughs. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty comedy driven. Um, But that was a really good that was a really good film. Um, That's another example of you know we've talked about sequel for that movie. That's another good example of a movie that is like. A standalone film, yeah. and it's great, and should stay that well, way. Well, they tried to do it as was it the uh, Amazon pilot? Oh, or some yeah. some streaming service yeah. did a pilot for it, and it was okay, but it just didn't. It didn't. It didn't really justify its existence, right? You know? So, but with Shyamalan, you know, I think he's he's made some movies that did not uh, critically connect, and he's definitely made movies that did not connect at the box office. I'd be curious. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like Airbender probably did. Okay, like probably made its money back internationally. I have a well. I mean, I think with that movie, it's it's as Eric Goldman might say, you get you have to read the room. Even if something makes money, if nobody actually liked it, no, it still hurts you like hell. Yeah, it's totally true. It's totally true. There there have been definitely people who make movies and they make money, but it it it, it takes making somebody like really really like hurt in the pocketbook for you not to get hired again in Hollywood yeah, you know yeah. like I think that's really where people you know and continually is, not getting hired and he has also to kind of done some mea culpas about his past sort of egotistical behavior and stuff like that and so I think as long as Hollywood sees like a bit of a, a humbling I hate to put it that way yeah. but I mean, it, it is an ego driven town he's a nice guy he's a really talented guy um, and I think he is just one of those people that needs to like find his niche and be there and like yeah. explore that thoroughly. You know? And I also think, I mean, look, television does give you uh, a lot more opportunities to have a few misses. Like sure. you can have a bad episode or two, but then you can recover. Mm-hmm. You have a bad movie or two, and you it's might tough. be out of the game. Dude. Like, it also depends how you play it. You know, like if you have yeah. a bad movie, but you're in, you're an okay guy to work with. There's yeah. still all kinds of personal stuff behind the scenes yeah. that goes on, and that is one of the elements of yeah. people getting jobs. I mean, and and not to not to flog this dead horse again, but like you know, if if the rumors of the reports of Josh Trank being just difficult guy to work with, if he had been a swell fella and everyone liked him. Somebody would be giving him a chance right now, yeah. or he wouldn't. Have, you know, it's just like it's you. You can't lose money and be an a hole. Yeah, you, yeah. You you yeah. have to. You got to be one. Got to be other. one or the other. Michael Bay can be as much of an a hole as he wants, <laughs> but he prints money. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, so. he gets the job done. And you know, those are the. I mean, that's those aren't the only. I two actually types don't of find Michael Bay to be. I've met him several times. I actually think, I think he's. As much of an a-hole, he's the a-hole they need and deserve to make those movies. <laughs> he's he very detail-focused. Look, That's he has to. One of the things. Those movies are so huge. There's so many moving parts, and he's a real guys guy. And he, you know, a lot of the actors he casts have to be like that. You got to look at him more as like a coach. Right. And like these guys are alpha males, big sure. egos, you know, and they have to because they got to go tell other people to go do this thing and get it done and move all these pieces and like be a general. 
And and <laughs> it's like I think it actually it works for him. My you know? favorite thing on the set of Transformers was, um, you know, like uh, maybe I'll explain something in case you don't know how movie sets work. People in the in the world. It's, <laughs> you were telling me. I'm like, <laughs> no, I know. You flash hired me. I, I just didn't want you to think I was explaining it to you. So, um, tell you me know, about movies. Director can't talk directly to the extras. There's a whole layer of uh, of hierarchy. Um, mm -hmm there and so an assistant director has to talk to the extras and so um, we're on the set and Michael Bay is basically like barking commands about what's going on yeah. like you gotta make sure that those people cross the street you know <laughs> you gotta make sure that guy doesn't fall down and like clearly everybody in the world can hear him <laughs> but then like about five seconds later you hear the assistant director on another megaphone mm -hmm. like um, uh, make sure you don't fall down. <laughs> <laughs> don't need any losses. So so amazing. But he's in he's in serious control of his sets. You know, like he knows oh, yeah. everything that's going on. And to be honest, for something like that, where there's explosions all over the place, there's danger all over the place. You need somebody who's willing to just say, "Hey, I am taking us through this experience." Yeah. And he's a coach. He's yeah. You said general too. Yeah. He's like that, and he's very military minded. So yeah, he reminds me of uh, who was it? Bobby Knight, the guy, the Indiana coach, the guy who would scream yeah. on the sideline. Yeah. Like you know, he's every uh, coach from a sports movie, like Nick Nolte and Blue Chips or something. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's the that's probably the highest praise we'll ever Michael give Michael Bay. Bay in this but um, I think that'll about do it for this week's podcast. Uh, uh, Check out. Um, oh, we won't be here oh, next. We yes. won't be here next week, but we will be the following week. So tune in for that. Yeah, and give out, uh, give a uh, uh, check out our our colleagues on channel surfing, on uh, on the uh, Rebel Base, yep. all that superhero jazz. Superhero show. Superhero show, and then of course follow us at at Chris Carl on Twitter, at Jim Vavita on Twitter, and uh, for all things movies, keep it here on IGN. Thank you.